Hoods Goods. Yeah. You know what time it is. It's where we, your neighbor's hood, choose to intentionally support an independent business as an act of respect. We acknowledge the tremendous amount of risk and challenges inherent to starting one's own business, but recognize that for minority people, specifically African-Americans, those challenges can be even higher. So we invite you to join us in celebrating this month's Hoods Goods. My name is Jasmine Bros, and I am a plant-based dietitian here in Durham, North Carolina, and my practice is Food That Fits You. There ain't a lot of black dietitians. Mm-mm, no, less where than 4%. Y'all, where, where y'all at? And so when we are talking about the health and wellness of our community in particular, because I think Norfolk, where I am, has one of the, I think, the highest childhood obesity rate in the state and childhood diabetes and obesity rating in our state. And it may be, I think we're ranked nationally too. (laughs) And we talk about where that happens in the communities, uh, marginalized communities and black folks. Yes. (laughs) We're like, you know, we're going to these doctors and we're seeing people and we're getting advised from that may not necessarily understand the constraints of the community. And we've had that piece when we talked about health, we brought in someone from, um, the local uh, medical school here who talked about that like hey I'm telling you to go for a walk and you don't have sidewalks Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but but to the point is is that that representation also matters as we talk about what we put into our bodies because that's also that is an ethnic thing in many cases that is a cultural thing you know and it's nice to see your face doing this so like we're filling the gap but you you there's a huge big old gap that you're standing in (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And that is that speaks to the reason why I actually became a dietitian, um, because I had a long history in research. And, you know, in research, there's language about how these diet related chronic conditions disproportionately affect community communities of color. And then on the flip side, like you were saying, there's, you know, very little representation in the dietetic space. So I definitely decided to take a stand and stepping in to fill that gap. And also not just trying to do this on my own, but also being a resource to people in need and bring more resources in as well. So mentoring others who look like me who want to become a dietitian is, is something else that I, I love to do. So we can all come together to, to work together to fill this gap. So can you speak to how you got to Food That Fits You? What's your, what's your genesis? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I worked in research and saw the need in research. And I really just took a step out on faith to start my own practice. So while I was in research, I did become a dietitian um, in order to serve communities of color. Um, But the reason I really wanted to start my own practice is because I didn't really see um, a space out there that was in my mind, appropriate for people of color to come to and feel comfortable, um, you know, so that we could do things the way we know, um, or, or there's some familiarity in doing the things that, you know, we 
are comfortable doing, um, having conversations about food that don't necessarily come from someone who is not a color. Um, and, and so I really just wanted to create a space where people of color could come and feel comfortable talking about food, talking about their relationship with food, um, and have someone who can relate um, to, to that experience of what food brings to us. Yeah, and I, I feel like food that fits you kind of encapsulates that um, that notion of, you know, we're talking about the foods that you're comfortable with eating, the foods that you're comfortable with being surrounded by. You don't necessarily have to um, feel like you're eating in a wrong way, and that's why all these things are happening to you. Or if you only start to eat this other way, you will be healthy. Or if you, you eat this way, you will lose weight to feel good. Um, you can actually eat what you feel comfortable eating, eat the foods that you enjoy eating, and still live a better, healthier lifestyle. And that's kind of why I decided upon that name, Food That Fits You. I love that. Yeah. And when did you start it? I started it in April of 2018. So it was it was actually my side hustle while I was working my full time in research. And then once the pandemic hit, I made that full transition into just my private practice. Yes. How is your toddler doing? Oh, that's a good question. He is a food lover. I would say he's going through phases where, you know, when he was a lot younger, it was like he would eat anything and everything. He was open to trying everything. And now I think he's figuring out what he likes to eat. And he likes to eat a, a lot more of just the things that he likes versus what I want him to eat, which is totally fine because um, I know he's going to go through phases. But he's definitely always down to help me in the kitchen, to help cook, to help make snacks. He always knows if I ask him, what do you want for breakfast? He he knows what he wants. And I love it. There's something to that, I think, because when I started looking at what it is, the gift that you're providing, and I say that because it is ultimately a gift that many people don't have the luxury of having in their corner of the world, you are taking into account things that people don't necessarily think to take into account, or I would what if I was thinking about having a dietitian. Okay, my medical history, I know you'd be doing that. I know you'd be looking at that. My personal food preferences, um, I think that dietitians will tell you what to eat, not based off of your preference and your yes. personal habits, your time. That's a big deal mm -hmm. and your budget. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. so she's going to look at how much time I got and then the, the dollars I'm working with. Like, that's a whole conversation in some communities that are economically advancing because do I have yeah. the money to afford you? Do I have the time? Because, you know, McDonald's is right there. That's an easy, quick fix, not only for me, but for the family. So can you tell us, why does all this even matter when you're trying to support someone on their weight loss journey or, you know, changing their eating habits? Yeah, well, it matters a lot because a lot of, you know, your habits are a result of the environment that you are in. Um, and I actually have a lot of clients that come to me because, you know, they've seen other dietitians and they've gotten this formulaic approach that doesn't necessarily fit where they are in life. And I definitely believe that, you know, you need to meet your client where you are. So, you know, if you are a working mom and you have three kids and you're a single mother and you're trying to, you know, create this healthy lifestyle that just not just for yourself, but for your family as well, you're on a limited budget because you are just one person. All you see is this fast food, which it can fit into your budget, you know, because it's a quick meal. 
at a low cost that can feed your entire family. It's not necessarily healthy, but it works. So it, it is important to to meet clients where they are and have those conversations about, you know, your budget, your time constraints. Let's find solutions or let's create this healthy lifestyle out of the things that you do have available to you. Yeah. I know you said that the name came from food that fits you. It's it, to me, it seems like a double double entendre, like food that fits you as in university. Like I feel like I need a Letterman <laughs> jacket that's food that fits you. <laughs> Where'd you go? I went to FTFU. <laughs> but food that fits you, I yeah, I yeah. think it's super dope. I think it's super dope, Hannah. <laughs> What challenges or perceived challenges have you had working in the dietitian space that propelled you to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go out on my own? Yeah. Well, the main challenge really was trying to find a space that could serve people of color in an element that they were comfortable in. So I will say there's, I had an experience as I was like on the way to becoming a dietitian, we have to go through these rotations. Um, and I was working with a dietitian and we were in a hospital setting and this is not a dietitian of color serving a client of color. Um, and he was in the hospital. We got a consult that he, you know, was of, had a low weight. So of course we had to go see him and talk about his weight. And while we were in the room, you know, we're, we're talking about, or the, you know, I'm, I'm just shadowing. So the dietitian is talking about his weight um, and, you know, bringing that up that, you know, we had to come see you because we needed to eat more. And his wife is in the room and she says, well, he's always been po, you know? So I knew what that meant. But then, you know, the response was, oh, well, you know, while you're here, you don't have to pay for food. You know, all of that is included in the hospital bill. And it was just to see that disconnect was like, wait a minute, that's not, what she meant at all you know she's like when someone says he's always been po that's like he's always been small you know <laughs> right, right so it was it was to see that happening in front of my eyes was like this cannot this cannot be happening um but you know there's a lot of stories like that where there's just this disconnect um culturally where you know i know what exactly yeah. what you're talking about but someone who's not of color who hasn't had that experience is not going to know exactly what you mean by that even when clients will come this is another experience the dietitian was talking about vegetables that the client could eat um and she named salads and this another person you know from the country is like well i always eat salad and the you know dietitian is like well you can add this and this and salad dressing and it's like that's not the salad that she was talking about you know, um, so it's like where these disconnects come in is where I'm like, you know, what? if I could just stand on my own and serve these people, you know, some of these experiences wouldn't happen where, you know, that could be a very negative and offensive experience for these clients. And this could be one reason why they draw away. And it's like, I'm not going to work with a dietitian. I'm not going to work with these people who don't even know what I'm talking about, who have these very mm -hmm. offensive conversations with me. So that's that's. One of the things mm -hmm. that, that really drove me to let me just step out and do this. In my mind, what you do is medicine. And whether our culture identifies it as such or not, I mean, it's preventative medicine or it's to help recover. It can be just to meet you wherever you are, whatever your goals may be. And I think the prevailing wind in medicine is also is, is there's an expectation for people to come to 
mm-hmm. a certain point, mm-hmm. a certain expectation. There's health literacy that people need to get and come to. And what that does is creates a model where there's not a, not as much effort on providers to come to meet somebody where they are, which is what it sounds like you're doing and what Food That Fits You does. And so that leads me to think about a cool thing that you do called family dinner. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So this is pre-pandemic, but this was my baby and I love, love, love this. So I'm a plant-based dietitian, so I definitely encourage a lot of my clients to eat in ways that are more sustainable, that include a lot of your plant foods. And literature does support that uh, plant-based lifestyle or eating pattern can help with managing chronic conditions. So one of the main disconnects is, you know, it sounds good. I'm going to eat plant-based, but then the question that it leaves you with is like, well, how do I do this? What does it look like? And then when I hear plant-based, all I think about is salads and all these foods that I might not enjoy. So family dinner was really a way to kind of showcase what a plant-based lifestyle can include, what it can taste like, what it can look like, and how you would go about preparing foods in a more plant-based way, right? So once a month, what I would do is, and this was totally free to the public, I would bring in a whole bunch of produce and put all the produce on a table, right? And this is at my church. I would invite the community to come out and enjoy dinner together. So all the people who showed up had a hand in preparing the meal. So we would all sit. We would talk about the meal that we're going to prepare. We'd have different dishes that people would help prepare. But at the end of the day, you know, once we sat back, we always had this full spread of food from these little you know, produce items. We always made this full table spread that could feed 20 plus people. Um, And we would sit and enjoy the food and we would talk about the food. We would talk about ways that we would prepare it at home. If some people have already prepared it, maybe they prepared it in a different way. Um, But we would really just learn from each other at the table. And it was just a way for everyone in the community to come together, um, to have conversations about food, to connect because food is definitely a way that we connect. And we really enjoyed these meals. They were so good. We never had a bad meal at all, which was very surprising to people. It's like, wow, this stuff tastes so good. I don't even miss the meat. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It makes me think back to what you said. You know, the three of us are mothers. And I have a toddler who, you know, is going in and out of phases of being open to everything and then mm-hmm. closed off to things. And it's not mm-hmm. any different from the rest of us. If I fold her into the cooking process and she's she's prepared the salad or done you know helped in with the making she's definitely going to try it you know she's curious what it smells like and and that gets her involved and so I think much more than sitting Mm -hmm. and watching something happen and not being able to taste it and engage with it and to do it together with other people sounds like such a joy what are great joys that you have in your work yeah so with Family dinner, one of my favorite moments was, you know, how you're saying um, everyone actually joining in, you know, wanting to, to have a hand in preparing the meal and then tasting everything on the table, just having that exposure and then the feedback being, oh, I love this or, you know, I'm going to make this at home. And then they come the next month to say, hey, I made what we made last month for my family and everyone loved it. Or, you know, hey, I'm actually going through this transition into a more plant based lifestyle and this class has really been helping me. And in my private practice, for my clients, it's really just watching their journey and their transformation from the time that we start to the time that, you know, they end with me or some people have not ended and we just keep working together. But watching their <laughs> transformation from start to finish 
it it's definitely brings me a lot of joy. Um, people who come in trying to control their blood sugars and then, you know, three, two, three months later, their blood sugars are under control. Cholesterol levels are lower. Their relationship with food is changing. They're giving up this notion of, I have to eat salads or quinoa and kale to be healthy, or I have to fit into this slim body in order to, to make my pain go away or to make these chronic issues go away. Really just kind of stepping into who they are, embracing their culture, embracing the way that they eat, embracing the way that they do life and learning a lot about themselves in the process is very, it brings me so much joy. I love it. I love that it's a, the journey about learning mm-hmm. yourself. <laughs> because as we have these uncomfortable culture conversations, one of the things we remind people is that this is a personal mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. All of it's a personal journey. So that, that food thing can be so sensitive yes. just as people get sensitive to talk about race and culture that you're giving them a chance to grant themselves some grace in yes, the process. Yes, and everyone is different. Everyone is totally different. So you don't have to fit into some type of box to be anything. You can totally just be yourself. Well, the, what's interesting enough is that the world shows us yes. these boxes, right? We're marketed mm-hmm. boxes. And so to have someone like you sort of deconstructing those boxes, I think, are so necessary. So gratitude. Now, let's say people are listening and they're like, oh, my God, let me go to where do I find this woman? Like, how do I I need a slice of her in my <laughs> world or let me dip my toe in the water <laughs> trying to get right. I want to get I want what fits me. So how do folks reach out or touch base yes, with you? Yes. So I am located here in Durham, North Carolina. Um, you can reach out to me. You can go to my website. It's www.foodthatfits, the letter U.com. So foodthatfitsyou.com. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on social media. So I'm on Facebook. I have a page, Food That Fits You. And then on Instagram, at foodthatfits underscore the letter U. So you can find me out here in these streets if you want to work with me. (laughs) (laughs) And there's so many great videos that people can go back and watch. And there's some on YouTube as well. And we will link information for everybody listening, both on our website and on this episode show notes so that people can get in touch with you. Thank you so much. I think we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about her regular stuff that she does, the Sunday wind down plant-based one like is there an invitation for people that are not in Durham to be like to get all this goodness tell us about those things that you're doing yeah so those are virtual events right now um so the plant-based series Plant-Based 101 is going to be starting this summer. So it's going to be starting in June of 2021. Um, So you'll be able to find flyers for that on Eventbrite. And then also the Sunday wind down. Um, So I have food that fits you. Um, And my brother, Xavier, is actually a sommelier. And he has like a a similar style in helping people find wines that fit you. Um, Because food and wine is like the perfect pairing. And, And, you know, when you think about wine, you don't have to be, you know, so high class and have all this money to enjoy wine. And my brother really just likes to, you know, 
talk to you about the things that you like and then help to recommend the wines that you may enjoy. And also considering your budget, your palate, helping you understand your palate to see you know exactly what you like and, and what you can enjoy. And it's so fun just to watch him and, and to learn from the Sunday Wine Downs. But the Sunday Wine Downs also are virtual events that are going to be held each month. Oh, so you got to give your brother a shout out. What's your brother's social stuff? Like you have to give that to him because you're the perfect pair. For <laughs> yeah. So my brother's name is Xavier Burroughs and you can find him on Instagram. He just got on Instagram. So definitely find him on Instagram <laughs> at Afro underscore Som, S-O-M-M. Yes. Okay, on what is it called? On Uncorked. Oh yes, Uncorked on on Netflix. I would tell people like that is the story. That's my brother's uh-huh. story. I'm joking, but like seriously, <laughs> seriously, talk about representation in the wine space. Like we need that yes. too. Mm-hmm. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. In my head, I'm already trying to figure out ways. How do we get them here, <laughs> Hannah? How do we? What is their consulting fee? so is there anything that you might know from your vantage point that we were that we could include in a list of solutions for people you know having resources that cater to communities of color if you have clients of color so um dietitians of color or just like a directory of dietitians um, I, I kind of serve as that directory and people call me for the discovery calls if they're looking for someone of color and maybe we're not a good fit. I always have people that I can refer them to that are also of mm-hmm. color. So so that helps. And then I also do a lot of referring people to social media resources. So, you know, if someone is looking for ideas for plant-based meals, you know, maybe I'm sending them to Tabitha Brown or Sweet Potato Soul or um, other websites that I've come across um, that, that have our foods represented in them. For me, it depends on what people are looking for. So you're saying make that investment, find the dietitian that yeah, fits yeah. you is where yeah. to start find yeah. that because it's necessary definitely. yeah and and in finding a dietitian or any healthcare provider it is definitely about asking them questions getting to know them and making sure that you're a good fit for them um, even if you know you, you can't find a dietitian of color you can still kind of interview or have discovery calls or discovery conversations with your practitioners to get their thoughts on you know what are what is your approach to make sure that they're going to be able to serve you in a way that you need them to serve you I love that mm-hmm. well what do we miss I really want people to know that you know you're okay um, as you are and to to really not try to to feel like you need to change who you are to be better to be a better version of yourself um, really just embrace, embrace your strengths um, and make your strengths work for you uh oh it's that you again <laughs> I told you it's a whole university it's that you it's that you again <sighs> all right you've been listening to your neighbor's hood and as always. Give us a like, a rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends, and join us on social. Stay open, stay curious, and make it a great day. Closer to history.